What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Andrew Wimp, and you're listening to the Mind Over Chatter podcast. This is a show that focuses on being honest with yourself and identifying what's holding you back from living the life you want to live. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what it means to take responsibility for your life and how we can overcome some of those challenges along the way. All right, let's go. All right, so today we're talking about taking responsibility for where you are in your life. Before we really get into this topic, rather than listening with your rational mind, I'm going to ask that you listen with your risk-taking mind, the part of you that dreams big. Look, here's something I want you to realize right now. The old you will do whatever it takes to prevent change, period. It'll come up with excuses to not listen to this whole podcast. It'll give you reasons on why procrastinating is okay and why you shouldn't put your happiness first. Change is uncomfortable, and that's just the truth. It's also true that many of us are not happy with where we're at in life. Most of us are unhappy with the people we surround ourselves with. We're not satisfied with how much money we make. We might not really like what our body looks like, and we delay getting up in the morning because we don't like our job. That's real. You know, there was a recent article published in January of this year that says only 14% of American adults consider themselves very happy. 14%. Think about that. So who's responsible for so many unhappy people? The reality is we are. It's our fault. Taking responsibility for every aspect of your life and understanding that you are in the driver's seat, it's a lifestyle. You're now consciously deciding how the rest of your life plays out. Doesn't that feel powerful? It's a lifestyle that says, okay, I'm ready to focus on myself. I'm ready to change. I'm ready to control the life I'm living. It's just like when someone wants to lose weight. Isn't that way more likely to happen when you commit to changing various routines in your life? So now you can go to the gym, you can cook the right food, and you can get more sleep. But if you give a half-ass effort, what happens? You'll diet for a few weeks, not really see the six-pack you want, and then you'll quit. We've all been there. Or let's say you're fed up with living paycheck to paycheck. So you try to save a little bit of money here and there. But then you also worry about how it looks to your friends and your social life of going out every weekend. If that's the case, you'll never actually build real wealth because that involves consciously deciding you're done spending money on all the crap you used to. This isn't about trying to be perfect or trying to never make a mistake again. It's about the effort to be better. It's about growing up and realizing that everything in your current reality, who you are, where you are, your relationships, your job, your fitness, your emotions, and your happiness are all the results of your habits, standards, and ability to take action. Now, I'm going to say that again because I know most of you let that go over your head. Everything in your current reality, so who you are, where you are, your relationships, your job, your fitness, your emotions, your finances, and your happiness are the results of your habits, standards, and ability to take action. So the life that you're living right now is the result of things you did six months to a year ago. So if you look around and you're like, man, my life's pretty good, you probably made some good decisions to get there. 
But if you're one of us who looks around and says, eh, I'm not too happy with how things are going. It's so important to realize that that's a result of your habits, standards, and ability to take action. Let me give you an example. When I was 23, I just graduated college and I knew from those 23 years of living in my hometown that it was pretty small. And it's a place where everyone knows everything about everybody. I knew at 23 that I didn't want the opinions and perceptions of everyone in the town to determine how I lived the rest of my life. I applied for a job in Tennessee and I moved away two weeks after I walked across stage to get my diploma. So the standards I hold for where I want to be, who I want around me, the quality of my future, the job that I wanted, was all decided by me. I took responsibility. I decided the standards for the friends I have around me was who I wanted around me. That's also why when you move away, you usually lose about half your friends. It's not because they're bad people. It's just because you're now taking responsibility for your life and some pieces fit and some don't. Now, I'm not saying the only way to take responsibility for your life is to move away from your hometown. That was just my way of choosing myself and my future. Your life is your fault. My life is my fault. It's the truth. And until you can adapt a champion's mentality and take responsibility for where you're at, Nothing is going to change. Now, we all know people who will take a victim mentality and come up with every reason why they had no control. Some might say, well, I'm good with money, but my spouse isn't, so it's hard to save money. They went out and bought the new car. It's their fault we're broke. Okay, well, yeah. But also at the same time, didn't you make the decision to get married? Didn't you go through three years of dating and one year of engagement? avoiding the conversation of money? Didn't you make the decision to love that person for the rest of your life without knowing how both of you spend money? Are you still not having financial conversations? We make those choices. The choice is not to talk about money. The choice not to go to the gym. The choice to stay at a job we don't like. And guess what? Six months to a year from now, you're either going to look back and say, I'm glad I decided to change because now I love my life. Or you'll be feeling exhausted from continuing to live a life that you're not happy with. A life where you play this character that wakes up, hates their job, comes home frustrated, pissed off, eats shitty food, and then goes to bed only to wake up and do it all over again. That is exhausting. What's interesting, though, is your habits, patterns, and routines come from the story you're telling yourself about yourself. So the continuation of your habits, good or bad, come from what you tell yourself about yourself. If you're someone who says, oh yeah, I know I'm a procrastinator, but I'll still get it done in time. You are the reason you're a procrastinator. You're affirming your own belief about yourself. Why would you ever change? So the next time you get handed a project, you know you're going to procrastinate because that's what you keep telling yourself. Maybe you're someone who says, I know our relationship isn't the best and we only argue like once a week, but it's been getting better. I'm sorry to tell you that relationship probably isn't going to get better 
And the longer you keep telling yourself that, the longer you delay meeting someone who's actually ready to love you. With this mentality, you've made a habit out of accepting the reality that's just going on around you. You have a habit of accepting that you have no money, but you expect it to one day show up in your bank account. You've made a habit of making excuses for why your body looks the way it does and why you haven't been to the gym in three months. So what are some of the areas of your life that you are ready to take responsibility for? Is it your bank account? Is it the relationship you have with your parents? Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe you're ready to save enough to buy a house rather than blowing the money on going out every weekend just to please the perceptions of all the people you call your friends. I realize that for some of you, this may be hard to hear, but that's because we as a society always sugarcoat the truth. Everybody gets a trophy. Before today, you weren't ready to take responsibility for your life. It's one of the hardest conversations we need to have with ourselves. Because how can we begin to work on ourselves if it's everyone else's fault? Think about this. In college, I knew this guy. Um, He was convinced (laughs) that no woman would want to date him because he was a little pudgy. Now, this man was educated, good-looking, funny, interesting, but he was certain he couldn't get a date with an attractive girl because of his weight. And because of this limiting belief, he rarely went out to try and meet people because he thought, what's the point? When he did go out, he would pick up on these imagined behaviors that he considered to be indications that he was not attractive enough to be talking to these girls. So whose fault is that? It's his. This guy is choosing a metric that is disempowering. Not being skinny enough in a world meant for skinny people. He wasn't aware that he had the decision to choose his values. He didn't know he was responsible for his problems. If he would have said to himself, I know what I have to offer, and I want a woman who appreciates my humor and my personality, maybe things would have been different. Y'all, it's a mental shift. It is a complete change It is a shift in your path towards a positive direction. Everything has to change. In general, people have a very difficult time taking responsibility for their life and their problems. It's because they believe that to be responsible for your problems, you also have to be at fault. What we fail to realize here is the words responsibility and fault are two very different things. If I hit you with my car... I will be both at fault and responsible to compensate you in some way. That's not what we're talking about. Instead, when we consider responsibility and fault in this context, they're two different things. It's clear that fault is a past tense. Responsibility is present tense. Fault refers to the choices that have already been made, but responsibility refers to choices you're currently making every second of every day. If anybody's seen the movie The Blind Side, you know that Michael Orr was born into an impoverished home. I think there was like 12 kids. His mother was an addict. His dad was frequently in prison. He bounced around through foster care and then was adopted when he was in high school playing football. Think about the life Michael Orr lived before he was even 18. He had it rough. 
Was any of that his fault? Nope. It wasn't his fault his mom was an addict. It wasn't his fault his dad was in prison. It wasn't his fault he couldn't focus on academics because he was more worried about where the hell he's going to put his head at night. But it is his responsibility to determine what his future looks like. Once we're able to overcome whose fault it is, and we accept our own responsibility for our happiness, your life will never be the same. Fault refers to the past. Responsibility are the choices you're making right now for a better future. Look, here's the bottom line. To break out of old habits and realize your life and your future are on you, you must focus your mind on a higher image instead of a lower concern. Check this out. Bob Proctor, who wrote um, The Secret, which was a book, but then it became a movie, he said, your thoughts of what you want will produce feelings. The feelings cause action. Those actions create results. Your thoughts produce feelings. Feelings are what produces actions, and the actions give you results. The body is an instrument of the mind. It obeys the operations of the mind. It'll do whatever the mind tells it to do. If we keep our body in tune with our mind, we're in sync and we're healthy. There's four steps to this process. So first is your thoughts. Begin to pay attention on what you're thinking about. Then you have feelings. You internalize those thoughts and that creates a feeling. Third is actions. Those feelings are expressed in actions. So do the very best you can with everything you do. And then lastly, your results. Your results are your scoreboard. Results are a direct indication on your ability to take action, which we talked about earlier. Take me, for example. For months, I thought to myself, I'd really like to start my own podcast. I think I can motivate people. I think I can encourage people to do whatever they want to do. Those thoughts produced feelings of excitement and determination and motivation for me to get started learning more about podcasting. And because those feelings were so powerful, it sprung me into action. I got a bunch of podcast equipment for my birthday. I read books on how to start a podcast. I looked at other podcasts that I wanted mine to be similar to. I downloaded the software and I pressed record. So what started as a thought resulted in what you're listening to right now. I never said it would be good. Never said it had to be the best sounding podcast to ever exist. All I did was think about something that I'm passionate about. I felt an emotional connection with it. I took action towards making it real. And you're literally listening to my results. Your life is your responsibility. All right, guys, that's all I had for you today. Um, I'm going to leave you the same way I always leave you. Be nice to people. See ya.